Okay, so we are live here for another Chat and Learn here with Power to Fly. My name is Mariella. I'm super excited to dive into this next hour with you all. Um, we have a guest speaker who I've had the honor to chat with before offline and on another Chat and Learn. Um, she's got some really exciting news to share with us today. She's calling from San Francisco, so I really want to jump into this chat. I won't take up too much of your time for the introduction. I just want to go over some housekeeping rules. Um, so, of course, as you all know, these are crazy times, so I appreciate everyone taking the hour out of their day to join us live. Um, and with that said, this is not meant to be something that someone is just talking at you. We really want to open the conversation up to everyone who is live here with us. So with that said, turn your cameras on. Hey, Mel. Hey, Meg. I see you all. Hey, Colleen. Thank you for turning your cameras on. Um, feel free to come off of mute whenever you want. I've muted everyone upon entrance uh, just to avoid background noise, but I can't stress enough, and I will sound like a broken record by the end of this chat. We want to hear from you. Your voice is important. Um, if you do come off of mute, you will show up in our live recording. This is being recorded. I know we live in a multitasking era, but I really invite you all to be present with us so that you can ask questions and give your feedback and give your personal anecdotes and responses. Um, and then rewatch this live recording on Power to Fly when we have it up on the site a little later. Um, if you have anything that is sensitive and you want to be kept anonymous, feel free to write to me, Mariella. You'll find me in the chat box. Write to me um, anonymously and I will flag your comment or your question to our guest speaker. Um, this is being recorded. As I said, you will be getting this link in a rewatch email along with any cool links that our guest speaker has has to share. Uh, and then last but not least, be sure to follow us on social and subscribe to our YouTube channel. We've got lots of great chats coming up. Okay, that was fast because as our guest speaker and I were talking offline, this hour goes by quickly. So I just wanted to go ahead and get that out there and let's jump right into meeting Terry. Terry, hello, welcome back. Tell us a little bit about yourself uh, for those who have not had the chance to meet you yet. Uh, let us know how you came to know about Power to Fly and what you're excited to share with us today. Yes. Hello. Hello, Mariella. You can hear me good on your end. Yep. I hear you. Awesome. Awesome. Super excited to be here. I see familiar faces in the room too. So I'm super excited to see you all. I think Meg was here. Mel, I know Justin, Colleen looks familiar. So I see some familiar faces. So welcome back. I am super excited, Mariella. One of my coaches actually um, told me about Power to Fly. And I think after our last session, we're probably going to be connected for life now. Right, Mariella and Nicole? Um, so I think it's official. Um, I will say I'm super excited today to talk about branding and to add like a little inspirational spin to our conversation around branding. I'm really excited about that. And just to kind of give you some context, I know that we have like the bio on screen, but the part that you don't see on screen is a bit of the backstory. And I want to talk about mindset before we dive into any content about branding because mindset is so important and that helps us build the foundation. But as far as my backstory, Mariella, I had a really rough upbringing. I am public school educated and my family of seven, we were homeless many times over the course of my journey. And although throughout the journey, I've struggled with low self-esteem, depression, anxiety, and things of that nature because of mentors that I had in my life. I understood and learned the importance of mindset and the conversation that I have about myself to myself. So I really want us to talk about that today first, and then we're going to dive into the juicy questions and all that fun stuff. Yes, and that is a great reminder for, for those who did not join our last chat. Terry dives in deep to her personal journey. Um, and again, thank you for sharing your personal journey with us. I know it's not easy, but again, you are a source of light so that if anyone is going through those times or has someone near them going through those times, they can, you know, show you as, uh, you know, a success story. You know, you don't have to stay down there, um, you know, full of anxiety and, and, and hurt. Um, and again, we're here live. And so if anyone wants to, you know, share their personal stories privately, feel free to do that. But we're here as a community to help each other grow. Um, and so I just want to say thank you in advance. With that said, go ahead and take it from here. I can't wait. Yes. So we started with this mantra last time, and this is a mantra that just never gets old for me. It is so important to me. And if I could just have everyone, you can either unmute yourself if you want, and we can do this together and sort of get that energy of like being in the same room. Imagine how amazing it would be for us to be in the same room together. So you can either unmute yourself and on the count of three, we can say this mantra together. Everything I need is already within. So I'll count to three, we'll say it together and we'll talk about the importance of this and then we'll jump into our video. So on the count of three, one, two, three. Everything, everything I need is always, always within. within. Everything within. 
Yes. And even though we were a little unsynced there, I heard the voices. We said it. We are setting the atmosphere and getting our energy right for this session. And I think this is something that's so important to remember because oftentimes I think that when we are struggling, when we are not in the place where we want to be, we often become confused and we believe that we are defined by where we are in the journey right now and we're not. And so I've learned over the course of these years that, oh my goodness, you know, this is hindsight, right? They say hindsight is twenty twenty. In hindsight, I look back and I say, oh my gosh, I had everything I needed within me to do all the things that I'm doing now. I may not have believed it, right? I may not have seen it in myself then, but after getting to the place that I am today, I realized that I had it all along. So I want you to get that in your spirit because it's so important for us to realize that. And then what we're going to do is we're going to, we can move on Mariella to our next slide here. And I believe it should be the video. And before we start the video, I want to give you context on the video and like what's happening here. So this is a video that I recorded when I was a broke grad student and I had big dreams. Okay. So I had struggled with so much adversity and I had actually just gotten out of a toxic relationship at the time of me recording these videos. And I spent two years in grad school and that was a time for me to really, as I call it, date myself. And so it was a time where I had a chance to process all the things I had been through, a chance to really just understand who am I? How do I wanna show up in the world? And so what I started to do was record videos because I knew I wanted to be like on camera and I knew I had a message to share but I was so self-conscious, I was so insecure, and I was like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this. So I started recording these personal vlogs, and I wanna just give a disclaimer, I look a little rough in these videos, so this is a judge-free zone, okay? We are family now, we are power to fly family now, so there is no judgment here, okay, on both ends. So I wanna share this video, and that's the context behind it, so we can go ahead and get it rolling. Today is Can't wait to create uh, workshops and presentations because that's really my passion, and I can't wait to just focus my perfectionism on that task because I know that it'll be so awesome, and I know I can already see myself giving these presentations worldwide, and I can see the reaction of people, and I can see just the success that comes along with that, and I'm just really excited and just be so grateful. So I know that there are things that I have to work on. I have to work on developing my story, finding my voice. I have to work on um, just getting myself into a daily ritual where I'm consistently, you know, feeding my brain, feeding my mind, sewing into myself, my brain, my mind. And I think that the discipline and the commitment that comes along with the blog will encourage me and give me the confidence to follow through with my book. And so this is just a little book. I'm not sure how long it'll last, but I think that it's important for me to learn how to be consistent and to be committed and be accountable to my dream and my goal. Yes, I love doing these like jazzy snaps just to give you love. And you do not look crazy. You look so inspirational. Like I want to be, I mean, I got the chills hearing uh, how I'm, I'm just jumping in before anyone else can. Sorry about that. <laughs> not sorry. <laughs> there was a moment I got chills because I, I know your, I mean, I don't know your story in depth, obviously, but the story that you shared on the last chat and what you're going to continue to share today. And just to kind of have that hindsight in, in 2020, in the year 2020 and seeing you do all these great things. Thank you, Terry, for sharing. Okay, I'll leave it to you now to go dive in deep there. <laughs> no, I love that, Mariella. Thank you so much for sharing. And you know what's funny? I had a, so I just released my book. As you can see, like I had that on screen. And I had a friend that previewed the book and she's like, oh, this is so inspiring. It's so great. And she said, um, but you're an anom anomaly. Like, how can we make this, you know, tangible for people that may have had different backgrounds. And Lisa Nichols is one of my favorite motivational speakers. And she said something um, that like really like just hit me. I was like, oh my gosh. She said, don't make me extraordinary to let yourself off the hook. Like we all have greatness within. This is not limited to certain people. Like I don't have anything special. So I just want to put that out there because, you know, I've been able to really build my brand and get to a place in my life that I've always wanted to see myself in, but it wasn't just by accident. It was because I was saying, a, I, there was a certain conversation, an internal conversation that I was having with myself. And so it's so important for us before we get into the branding, we're gonna get there, I promise, but we have to monitor what are we saying about ourselves, right? And I wanna ask you a question and you don't have to answer in chat. You don't have to share this with anyone. And I don't wanna, I'm not asking this question to shame you. I'm not trying to like put you on the spot, but I want you to answer this within yourself. 
and this question kind of makes me a little emotional too um because i remember where i used to be in my journey and where i sometimes go right because we're still a work in progress but i want you to ask yourself or think about this if we were to put a microphone right up to your mind and we were to hear the internal dialogue about yourself like what you were saying about mariella what are you saying about Anne? what are you saying about britney what are you saying about justin kia monica what are you saying about yourself and we were to hear that on the zoom call we're not going to do that obviously but i want you to think about how would you feel and i know for me if you were to do that back in the day especially i would be so embarrassed because the conversation that i was having in my mind about myself was a very negative conversation it was a conversation that was repeating a lot of things that i heard in my childhood that were not good about myself right it was a lot of the lies that i heard about myself that weren't even true and i didn't know they weren't true right it was about you know certain family members would call me certain names and i would then start to adopt those on my own so if i made a mistake i would call myself a bad name right so i want us to really be mindful of how are we speaking to ourselves about ourselves because it matters it matters and so before, oh, mm -hmm. no go ahead go ahead i'm saying absolutely <laughs> yeah and so what i want to say is i we're going to jump into questions and the questions they it's going to make this session go by super fast so what i want us to do is i want to give three tips before we dive into the questions because i want to make sure that i give you what i said i was going to give you before we close out in case the questions don't touch on that so first i want to talk a bit about building brand equity with your coworkers, right? We talked a bit about um, your mindset and how getting your mind right is so important because when we get our mind right, it allows us to show up more powerfully. It allows us to show up without shame and guilt because we are firm in our story and who we are and we have a positive dialogue going on here. So I've had to work on this for years. And now I have a very, I wanna say gentle conversation internally. So I speak to myself like, the, like I would my best friend or someone that I love versus an enemy of mine like I used to. And so when it comes to building brand equity with our, our coworkers, I want you to think about brand equity and what that means, right? Brand equity refers to the value associated with you and the brand of you. So this is kind of like what people are saying about you when you're not in the room. And so in order for us to control that, we wanna make sure that we are offering value, right? We wanna be strategic about this. So I would definitely recommend going above and beyond when possible. I know that there are certain colleagues, there, there's a colleague of mine actually, and this kind of makes me think about this. Recently, um, we had a situation where we needed a backup presenter and he made himself available twice. And let me just tell you, that stood out to a lot of people on the team. And the cool thing about it is, in his world, it may not have been going above and beyond, but because he was available and he's like, you know what, what is this going to, like, how can this help me in the long run, one, but then how can I also help someone else? So when you're able to go above and beyond and it's not stretching you too much, do it. Just do it because if you have a free, you know, evening and they're like, oh, we're looking for someone to do X, Y, Z, do that because it really, people remember who shows up, okay? They really remember who shows up and they remember who doesn't. <laughs> And I love that you, you said first, how does it work for you? And second, how can you make sure you're helping someone else? Because I, I, we talk about this a lot with our chats and especially with your last chat um, is to just make sure you're not overexerting and not doing things because you think you need to do it and to serve yourself first so that then you can serve other people. So thank you for flagging that. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think it's one of those things that's like a low risk thing. It's like, if I'm not doing anything anyway, what is it, is it really gonna do take away much for me to show up right so i would also say support others genuinely i'm the kind of person um you know having launched my book and just doing different things that i do in the company there are a lot of folks that give me a lot of kudos but one thing about me is even when i started at the company i always showed love to other people when they succeeded whether it's like a welcome email so whatever it is support people genuinely and i'm telling you it will be reciprocated and people will also remember you so that's really important as well and then i would say check out LinkedIn and see who holds social capital and who you might want to connect with genuinely. I think that's going to come up later in the questions because that's something we've talked about before, but I would definitely recommend using LinkedIn as a leveraging tool. If you want to build certain connections with folks in the company, you can check out their LinkedIn, connect with them there, figure out what they value and all that good stuff to build that brand equity. And once you figure out what they value, you can then offer value to those people in the company. So that's number one. Yes. Okay, I'm just gonna shout out where we're calling from. Speaking of networking, so we had some folks drop in the chat box before we went live. And if you're just joining us, feel free to drop in the chat box now where you're calling from. Um, so I'm calling from Argentina. Terry's calling from San Francisco. We've got New York on the line, Buenos Aires, Washington, Trinidad, 
uh, San Francisco, Nebraska, Denver, well, from Denver, but now in Virginia, uh, New Jersey, where else have we got? I'm scrolling down. There are a lot of folks here writing in the chat box. Okay, great. So um, if you are just joining us, okay, Miami, Florida, San Jose, awesome, Virginia, Panama, Toronto, great. Love seeing you all here. With that said, we're gonna take these questions one by one. You all have submitted some great questions offline. Um, we're gonna take these questions, as Terry said, one by one, and you're gonna see that this hour is gonna go by quickly. So I really encourage everyone to unmute themselves or write in the chat box whenever you have something to say so that you can maximize this time and just pick Terry's brain along with me, all right? So let's do it. Um, let's take this first question. Awesome. So what experience did you go through to help you realize why and how important your personal brand is? Ooh, that is a really good one. And honestly, I'm gonna say really from childhood, when it comes to me realizing the importance of personal branding, my mom was always big on like reputation. So she, uh, we were the kind of family where even if things were not squared away at home, like we went out the house and our hair was done, we looked very presentable. And so um, that was something that was taught to me at a very young age is reputation, but also, I had younger siblings. And so with four younger siblings that looked up to me, I was very mindful of the brand that I presented to them. So even if there was something that I did that I didn't want them to see, I was always projecting a certain brand to either protect them or because of their age, like making sure that it was age appropriate for them. So I think that's something that I learned at a very young age and that kind of um, traveled with me into adulthood. Awesome. Okay. So um, I can resonate with that too. I mean, I'm the youngest out of my siblings, so I could see my sister doing that with me. So thank you for the bigger sisters out there in the world. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's move on to this next question here. How can I figure out what the value of my personal brand is, what I can bring to my workplace or to the people who are in my life? I would say do a skills assessment. And I like to think about, you know, oftentimes, especially us as women, we like, we sleep on ourselves a lot. We have so many skills and so many things that we do. And we often like, I know for me, I have a bad habit of doing that. Someone was asking me this week, like, what are some things you can brag about? And I'm like, I don't know, I might need some help with that. Cause I don't think about, I don't live life through that lens. But what I would say is think about your transferable skills from past jobs that you've had. Think about what people are always coming to you for, right? What are people always complimenting you on? Think about those things. And I want you to really think about some of the, I wanna say attributes that often people don't talk about, like being a good listener, right? Do you believe, do you help people believe in themselves? That's, those are important attributes, right? Do you have a light and uh, a bright energy that shifts a bad vibe in a room? Like, have you learned how to organize really well or project manage you know very well those are different things that i would definitely try to figure out so either by doing your skills assessment or even asking people close to you like what do you think i'm good at what are some of the skills that you really appreciate about me right or that i exhibit and so i think those can give you a better idea on how you can show up and bring that into the workplace that's the first step though the second step is to understand what does the workplace value because if you have you know, something that's valuable to certain people, but your job, they may not value that. It's gonna, you're gonna have a disconnect. So I think understanding what you have, so having your skills assessment on one side and then understanding what does my employer value and bring that together. So I wanna take a second to plug your book just because I'm excited to read it as well. So when did you realize that you had something to share um, that, that you wanted to document, um, you know, through, through the format of, you know, publishing a book? Probably at a very young age, I would say, because I had, there was a certain point in my life where I was like, oh, I have a very non-traditional upbringing. Like this stuff that I'm going through is not normal. Um, but I think from what I remember, I, I, you know, though I was discouraged and there were certain rough times in the journey, I did have this positive sort of attitude about life. And I thought that was something I could share. So I actually wrote my first book when I was 18 and I went to a writer's conference and I thought that like Auntie Oprah was going to find me and I was just going to get published and life was going to change and that did not happen. Like there were so many red marks in my book, the editors tweaked it and I was just like, okay, maybe, maybe this isn't for me. And so this year um, I did last month actually publish my book, How to Glow Up As You Grow Up. Thank you, Mel. And it's your go-to guide for overcoming obstacles and making lemonade. And so what I did in the book, many of us have heard, right? When life gives you lemons, make lemonade. So in the book, I wanted to dive into, okay, well, what does that look like when life actually happens? Because it's cute to say. It's cute to say, when life gives you lemons, make lemonade. Yeah. Okay. Well, now I lost my job. 
I don't, how am I making lemonade, right? Or like my, you know, for me and my journey, my dad passed away a month before I went away to college. How do I make lemonade from that, right? I was raising my younger sibling, my four younger siblings. What does it look like to make lemonade? So I broke down the ingredients of making lemonade and walked through just different aspects of my journey and then presented the reader with an opportunity to explore their journey and how they could make lemonade. So this is definitely a labor of love and a long time coming. And I'm super excited to finally be able to share that with the world. Yes, congratulations. We've got some folks here writing in the chat to uh, congratulate you as well. Um, and I'm just gonna flag this question here that Jeanette wrote here in the chat box. Uh, as a person with humble beginnings, how do or did you navigate the transition to a different socioeconomic class? What advice could you offer to others transitioning? Oh, that's a really good question, Jeanette. I would say that for me, coaching and mentors has been extremely important. I remember when I first got into, when I first came to Silicon Valley and I was went through this whole rejection journey with job searching, it was very challenging. I finally got a job and I remember you know, them offering stock options. And I was like, I don't even know who to go to in my family about stock options. Like that's not a conversation. That's not what we talked about at the dinner table, right? So for me, it was tapping into my network, really um, looking into coaching as well. So I have an amazing coach and I'm able to bounce ideas off her and talk about negotiations and things that I wouldn't normally, things that I can't really go to my family for because they just don't live in that world and that isn't their experience. I would say also, understanding, you know, how are you going to navigate it? One thing I learned is that the more successful you become and the more you move up, and I want to say socioeconomic class, people treat you more different than you have, have become, if that makes sense. So like people will always say, oh, you've changed so much. And it's like, really? I just, I haven't really changed that much, but people will change around you. And so I think just understanding how you plan to show up and not feeling obligated to be that person that is giving back constantly. I mean, I, I think giving back is important, but you shouldn't be the bank of the family, right? Because you still want to build yourself and your family and things of that nature, your you know immediate family. So I think just understanding, like therapy has been helpful. It's been a great conversation for me in therapy as well. So those are just some of the, um, I would say, resources that I've used, Jeanette, with that, with that transition, because it definitely brings up a lot of emotions and feelings that you never thought you'd have when you made it quote unquote yes and working through transitioning is not it's not easy for anyone and especially you know during these crazy times so i love that you're um highlighting therapy as being medicine because i definitely agree i live in argentina and psychology is really huge here um People show up grown ass. People show up late and say, I was at my therapist and it's okay. Nobody questions them. They're like, cool, here's what you missed. In the States, people look at you three times. Like, is everything okay? Like, exactly. oh my gosh, we need to take you get some holy water. You know, like people are not really as accepted as seeing, seeking therapy uh, in the States. I know we have people calling from other parts of the world too. So I'd love to hear your feedback in the chat. Um, but especially now, I mean, I've got my four walls. I mean, we're locked down here. It's like, I, I have a mindset coach as well. And actually we started right before this quarantine and I like bowing down to her because without her, I feel like I'd just be like writing all over the walls. Yes. So thank you for, for highlighting mentorship, mindset, coaching, if you can, and therapy for sure. I, I love that. All right, so let's move on to this next question here. Again, if this was your question or it resonates with you and you wanna chime in, feel free to take yourselves off of mute. So how do I consistently reinforce my personal brand when I have a wide range of interests and I'm quite indecisive? And how can I do this successfully? Okay, so I would actually very much encourage you to lean into authenticity and always remember that you are an evolving being. And so just because let's say you're in education today, doesn't mean you're gonna be there forever. I have a childhood mentor and she's literally probably had dozens of professions, everything from having a jewelry shop in the mall to being a police officer, to having a podcast, to having a blog. I mean, she just moves around and I love that she's just so nimble and she's able to do that. And so I think understanding that you don't have to stick with something just because. I would also say that I have many interests as well. Like I wanna do so much. I wanna create documentaries. I wanna create content for kids. But I often remember that, okay, I can only do one thing well. So I try my best to kind of hone in on what I wanna focus on now. But I would also say, View your brand, and let me know if this makes sense. I would say view your brand through the lens of keywords and feelings versus like your actual actions. Yes, it's important for folks to know, you know, when they see me, oh, she's a podcaster, speaker, brand strategist, but that will change and evolve. But I think if you ground yourself in 
the words. So I'll give you an example. No matter if I'm creating a podcast, a blog, no matter if I'm writing a cookbook, I mean, it could be whatever. Whatever I'm doing, you are going to get three things from me, I hope. Inspiration, enlightenment, and something thought-provoking. Like, I like to, I'm at small talk is not really my thing. I like to dig down deep, like, what is the essence of life, right? What is your purpose, and what is that deep longing that you have? What do you think about before you go to sleep? So whatever it is, whatever I'm offering you, those are the words, those are the vibes that you're going to get. So I would say, if you are that person that's indecisive, and you're just trying to figure out what I want to do, Lean into the keywords on how do I want people to feel when they interact with my brand and then you just show up authentically. I think owning where you are in your journey is so key. So even if part of your brand is being, you're like the indecisive one and that is part of your brand, you will find a tribe that is a niche in and of itself. There are so many people that are like, today I want to be a construction worker. Tomorrow I want to go deep sea diving and save you know, the ecosystem. I mean, it's okay, right? I think it's just how you brand that. So I think a niche statement which I have a, um, a template for, and I can add that in chat later, I think that could be really helpful too. Yes, I love that. So I'd love to hear from our live callers, where are you in your journey? Um, who is the person that is indecisive? You know, raise your hand. I know that a lot of us are, <laughs> I see you Meg, hey. <laughs> I know that we're all dealing with, you know, how do we, how do we live our truths uh, by, by not just kind of watering down the essence of who we are? So I, I think that that is something that comes just with being a modern human being these days. We, we are multifaceted. We like to do several things and maybe several things at once. So um, I love that this person wrote this question, though, because I think that it's, you know, you're not alone with, with asking this question. Um, and thank you for that feedback, Terry. So let us know where you are in your journey. Uh, all of the people online here who are, who are live with us, let us know uh, where you are in your journey. I... Mel, I'd love to hear from you because one, you have a great background and I know that you're a podcaster because you were on the last chat. So if you want to dive in here and give us some insight, that would be great too. Yeah. Um, well, first of all, I'm, I'm so, Terry, I sent you an email yesterday saying, please call me because I want to thank you. And I mean, just this entire opportunity is just so awesome. So thank you for being Terry. And then for me, yeah, the last, the last meeting we were on, I was like, oh, I don't know, and da-da-da, there's so many. Just yesterday, I finally did my first uh, video for YouTube and put it on my platform. And what I figured out is, is because I've, I've joined Weight Watchers, and I'm so motivated by it, and it's just working so well for me. And so that, that's like my first video posting of, um, you know, how Weight Watchers has been, and, you know, and I'm encouraging people, you know, follow me on this journey, and it's actually going to hold me accountable as well, even though I'm already accountable aside from it. So, but I, um, the challenge I was working with was, you know, how I look in a camera because I'm, I'm radio, I'm not, you know, camera. So I'm like very hard on myself as far as like, oh, Mel, you don't look, you know, like an Instagram model or whatever. And so, but, you know, I worked it out and I'm satisfied with it. I can look in the mirror and say, yep, you're good. And, you know, so I feel growth and I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm grateful to you, Terry. I'm really happy that this, this community exists. Thank you, Mel. Oh, that just touched my heart. I appreciate you and congratulations to you. That's a, it's a big deal to get on video. Oh my goodness, especially on social media and these days, I, I still have anxiety sometimes when I go live. I'm just like, okay, we got this. So I totally feel you. So kudos to you, Mel, and I appreciate you and your feedback. Uh. Sorry, I was just writing in the chat to congratulate Mel as well. And I will say a couple of things. So I studied theater and performance. Those of you have, who have attended uh, my previous chats, you'll know this. One of the hardest things, I'm sure Mel, I'm sure Terry as well, you can, you can give feedback on this. One of the hardest things to do is like listen to yourself or watch yourself. And to go back to what you were saying in the beginning is like, if you put a, a microphone up to our brains and like hear the, the, the inner dialogue, it's not nice when you're listening or watching, watching yourself for like the first couple of times. So Mel, please be kind to yourself and know that you are not alone. Um, and when anyone has to put themselves on camera, you know, it's, it's, it's hard work. <laughs> um, and uh, one of the feedbacks that I got from a friend of mine she was in an acting class um, years after we had graduated um, and their homework assignment was to, you know, put themselves on tape and the whole class was watching everyone on tape. 
And, and the person that was on tape was like, oh, uh, oh, I can't believe, why did I walk across the room like this? Why did I say this like this? I was so stupid to say that. And the teacher was like, stop. Would you say that to anyone else? Or would you feel comfortable if people were telling you that? Like, why did you walk across the room that way? And why did you put the lipstick on like that? So I think it's really, really interesting uh, to just reflect on the internal dialogue that is a collective dialogue as well. Um, and just to know, like, you wouldn't take that from anyone else, so please don't do it to yourself. That's at least the feedback that I got from that moment. <laughs> yes. All right, so I see that you all are writing in the chat box. I'm just going to flag this here. Okay, so great. Congratulations, Mel. Um, thanks all. I appreciate the positive comments. Great. Awesome. So Meg here has written, I'm transitioning into completely new territory, starting a software company, and I'm just so grateful to coaches like Sabine and Terry both who I'm, uh, who, both who I've met through Power to Fly and to Mariella, thank you. Um, I started live chats at my current organization because of how inspired I've been by these live chat sessions. Awesome, Meg, do you wanna take yourself off mute and tell us a little more? Uh, sure, can you hear me? Yeah, okay, awesome. I've had some audio issues today. Uh, no, I just, I really appreciate that you guys host these opportunities and it has helped me personally because I never saw myself as hosting live chats <laughs> online, but here comes 2020. And I started a software business this year. So I'm just excited to learn more about personal branding because I was on the call last time about the portfolio and I'm like, I don't have a portfolio. <laughs> I'm not a CEO, you know. Um, but it's exciting to me to know that I can take other aspects of my experience and build that into this um, new role that I have. So thank you. Absolutely. Terry, you want to comment on that? I just think that's so awesome. I thought I remembered you, Meg, and congratulations. I mean, these are just huge, these are huge steps. You started a software company and now you're hosting live chats. I think we also need to remember like, and Meg, this is not just for you, but for all of us in the room, because I know how sometimes we can be. Take a moment to celebrate yourself. And I'm saying that to me too, because I sometimes will just work, 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 and I achieve something. I'm like, okay, cool, we're on to the next thing. But like taking a moment to really sit with that and remember like, oh my gosh, I remember where I was and what I'm doing today. This is something worthy to be celebrated. So yes, 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 Meg. Awesome, great. I'm so happy to hear everyone chiming in with their personal journeys. Again, if you have a personal journey you wanna share, please take yourself off of mute or write in the chat box. Um, you can also write to me privately. Okay, so let's move on in the meantime to this next question here. So how do I market my personal brand value? How can I compete against others who may provide even more value than me? Any tips or advice? Oh, yes. So let's see. I think the first question I would ask you or myself if this were, you know, a question that I have would be, what do your ideal customers, <clears throat> excuse me, want, need, and then where do they hang out? Because in order to market to anyone, you need to understand what do they value? I remember when I was in college, um, let me use a little prop here. I don't know if I did this last time, but my marketing, one of my favorite marketing professors, he brought a pen or a pencil to class. And he's like, I want someone to sell this to me. And so we were all just like, okay, that's easy. So we just like got up in the front of the class and we're like, yeah, this magical pen. Ooh, look at it. It does so much cool, so many cool things. Look at the pen. Don't you want, like, we're like selling it to him. He's like, okay. And so no one really got it. And so after he's like, okay, thanks. That was, that was entertaining. Um, but the first lesson of marketing I want to teach you is before you sell anything, you need to ask questions because it's not about you and your cool pen. It's about what does my target audience, what do they value? What do they want? So then we began to ask him questions. And as he began to tell us more about him, his lifestyle, what he's looking for, then for us as marketers, we're like, okay, great. Now we can present a pen that's suitable for him and his needs. So now it makes it a non-decision on whether or not he's gonna purchase. So if he tells us, you know, I really love the color black. I really love a pen that, you know, uh, never runs out of ink, right? This is, now we're like, okay, cool. This is the everlasting pen with strong black ink that never runs out of ink, right? Whatever it might be. And so now we have a relationship with our, our ideal customer because we know what they need and want. I have a podcasting course and in the course, I encourage my students to find their Illa Farilla. And what the Illa Farilla is, is their ideal, ideal I'm laughing at Mariella, sorry, their ideal loyal listener avatar. And so when my podcasting students are thinking about a name for their podcast, I always tell them, don't be cute or clever. 
be clear. We want to seek clarity, right? So you want to think about what is my illa forilla, right? What are they going to Google to find a podcast like mine? And there we have it, right? And so for me and my co-host, we have a podcast. We release episodes every Friday. It's called the Her Space Podcast. And the tagline is uplifting conversations for the Black woman. So I've had friends that go into the podcasting app and they're like, oh my gosh, I typed in Black woman and your podcast came up first. And I'm like, that's not a mistake. Like this is all by design, right? Because we use keywords because we had to think, what is our Illa Farilla going to Google to find a podcast of this nature? So I think for you, it's really understanding who is my ideal customer, right? Or if you have a podcast, who is your Illa Farilla? I would also say there's a second part to the question, um, the competition. Now, this is gonna sound cliche, but honestly, the way that I see the world, the way that I work, Yes, there's like technically competition, but I really only see myself and who I was yesterday as my competition. Because when I go to someone else's pages, you know, someone else's page that does the same thing that I do, it doesn't really do much for me because now I'm like, oh, how can I take this thing and make it my own, right? Or like how, oh, they do this better. You get into your head too much. So I find that figuring out what are my gifts and what are my talents and how can I bring that to my people, that'll be my secret sauce. So if any of any students that work with me, anyone that's in my coaching programs, they know that when we work together, one, I'm a visionary. So I don't care if you have an idea and you're like, I'm going to, you know, create a brand where we, we're going to travel to the moon. I am going to be on that vision with you because I truly believe that anything is possible. So that might be something that another coach is like, mm, I don't know, we gotta be more realistic. Where I'm like, honestly, there are no like the, the possibilities are endless, right? There are no limits, only what's, what's within, our, within our mind. And so for me, that's like a secret sauce that people will only get when they work with me in addition to other attributes of my brand that I add into that, if that makes sense. Um, so yes. I hope that, okay. Yes, yes, we got the chat box blowing up. Uh, we have a question here. What is the acronym for Illa Farilla? Yes, I'm gonna type that in there right now. So Illa, and then we have, and the reason I say, so Illa is the ideal loyal listener avatar. And for Rilla, I add that on because it just sounds good, right? Because these are the people that are going to listen to you for real, for real. They're the, like diehard fans, right? So it's your Illa for Rilla, okay? <laughs> I love that. I love that. So good. Okay, so um, someone here has written, uh, da, da, da. oh, yes, we've got some feedback. The only the only person I'm competing with my, is my previous self. Yes, uh, Digital Graffiti. I'm so grateful for your podcast, Terry. Awesome. Um, okay, so there is actually a, a question here that I'm going to flag. That's a private question. Um, actually, Catalina, if you want to come off of mute, you can go ahead and ask. Um, so I wanted to say something that I think is really relevant for my journey, and it might be relevant to other people here. Um, I'm half Mexican, and um, I've struggled with people not believing that I belonged in a room. And I also studied science. Um, and I've also struggled with people not believing I belong in that room. So I do this as an exercise for myself every time I have to face people who I think may share those kinds of opinions. I say, this is what a CEO looks like. And it's no matter what my hair is doing that day, no matter what else is going on, this is what a CEO looks like. This is what a scientist looks like. This is what the next presenter at this international conference looks like. And I have to just remember that. Now, secondly, is um, in dealing with some of those biases, sometimes I just go up and I do my thing. But um, I've just, I've gotten in recent years, especially after that shooting, which for me was really challenging. It took place in my hometown. It was the one with shooting. It was the one in Texas where the guy went, um, sev drove 700 miles to shoot people in my hometown because he didn't want interbreeding like what my mother was and my father. So I'm, I'm finding it harder and harder to deal with those biases. Not that I want to make this a negative conversation. I'm just trying to figure out how do I keep my light shining when I encounter that because it's getting harder and harder for me to do. Thank you so much, Catalina, for sharing that. Terry, do you want to respond to her? Well, first, Catalina, yes, thank you so much for sharing. I love that you said when I walk into a room, it's like, I, I love to get, I think I saw that on someone's shirt too. Like, this is what a scientist looks like. I love that. As far as it being tougher, I mean, I would honestly love to leverage the, the insight in the room as well, because although I've had my experiences, I think we all have unique experiences that can offer some light and insight on these um, types of conversations. I think for me and my experiences, 
having that support system has been so key for me because there have been so many times where I'm in a room and I'm like, wow, I'm the only one here. Hmm, it's uncomfortable. And oftentimes people, unless you've experienced that, like being the only, you really don't know how that kind of messes with your psyche. You know, when you're always the only one and you kind of feel like you're the representative for your entire community and like carrying them all on your back. Like it's not a, it, it's a heavy burden to carry. Um, and so I think for me, my support system, being able to go into a meeting and there have been times where I've been in a setting and I've been so uncomfortable because of the dialogue or because people are not aware of like just the, um, the subtle like racism that's kind of going on there. And I cried literally after the meeting, cried and talked to my coach and we kind of processed it together. So I think the first thing that I'll say is like the support system that I have and having that sounding board so that I don't go into the, into the meeting um, a certain way and then come off as the angry black woman, right? Cause we, I'm sure many of us have heard that. So I think for me, it's really leaning into my support system. And then outside of that, I would say the second is just like continuing to show up and let them know that this is what a scientist looks like, right? This is what the next speaker looks like. Um, and so those are like the two things that come to mind off the top of my head. I'm sure there's more, but I probably have to do a little bit of digging there. So I'd love Mariella, if you have any insight or if anyone else has personal experience, I'd love to hear that as well. Yeah, I'd love to open this up. Yeah, go ahead, Mel is raising her hand. Go ahead. So Catalina, that, you know what, girl, you, you hit, you hit something in my circle right now because I get that a lot. And, um, you know, what I've said to myself is, you know, there's going to be someone prettier, someone, you know, not as pretty, someone slimmer, someone larger. Just be who you are. Be the best who you are. But I like that, you know, that mental self-talk of this is what it looks like because my hair doesn't always want to act right when I need it to. You know, and, and in some of the social media platforms that, that I go on to, it's like I seem to, like, attract haters. So, you know, you know, just a nice little handful. And that if I succumb to that, I will be everything that they think I am. So to me, it is. It's a big, it's a challenge. And I just love the way you, you phrase that. So you, you've uplifted me in that comment. Yes, and there's an old saying that goes, let your haters be your motivators, right? So I think that um, through ev in every journey, as we're going forward, there's always going to be some obstacles. Um, and in, unfortunately, slash, I'd like to think that this is all happening for a reason. Uh, so unfortunately, slash, fortunately, you know, if, if these, uh, quote, haters are giving you, you know, negative feedback, um, what I like to do is to, and Terry, I know you can echo this as well, just make sure that you're building yourself up from the core so that those things just bounce off and it's like, it's like water rolling down, you know, um, to, and it takes work. It's a practice, of course, but especially now in these times, you know, we are being faced with that with just like, you know, ugliness. Um, and we also have to remember that we are kind of all a part of this ugliness. So when we can stand out um, and bring a little beauty to that, um, with that is, you know, Catalina with you saying, this is what a CEO looks like. Sorry if you didn't get the memo, but my hair isn't going to be the same way all the time as these like, you know, big billboards have been portraying these kind of stock images. We talked about uh, on a recent call I did the other, the other day about this like stock image of what you know work or reality is and it's not like that it's like my hair is different sometimes or my voice is is different sometimes or you know i'm bringing myself authentically 100 percent, but i'm human so i am changing and i'm evolving um and so you know i hope that that uh really encourages catalina and it looks like you've got some encouragement happening in the chat box as well so i'll i'll shout some of this out uh terry in the meantime do you want to uh comment on anything that mel has said or catalina has said I would agree wholeheartedly with what Mel said. I, I would just say the last thing that came to mind for me was oftentimes when I sat in these rooms, I was very self-conscious and insecure because sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm a, you know, from Philly. And so sometimes my little Philly accent comes out and, you know, I'm public school educated. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, everyone else in here went to Ivy League. And then I began to, actually, it's funny, Jay-Z has a song um, Well, he was being interviewed by Howard Stern and Howard Stern had asked him a few questions about, you know, don't you feel silly when you're in these rooms with these execs and, and whatnot? And so Jay-Z said, you know, they have a lot of, um, oh gosh, I'm going to butcher his quote. He said, they have a lot of like books or education, but I have a lot of experiences. And so now when I walk into rooms, my vibe is different because I'm like, I got here the cheap way. Like I didn't have to go to this expensive school, right? Like I, my story is so much more richer. Our stories are much more richer and interesting because damn, you went through this and that and that and this, and you still made it to the table. I mean, that 
is something to be um, to be proud of, and I think it's something that's admirable. And so now I use my story as my fuel and as my um, just as my like a badge of honor versus a cloak of shame. And so I think that when we reframe it in that way, and I mean that that I don't know about you, but that makes I get chills. That makes me feel really good to know, like, oh my gosh, you did you went through all this. Your story was so different. You looked this way. People said this about you. Statistics say this, but you still made it here. Like you're the CEO, you're the scientist, you're here, you know? So I think that's a big deal. Yes, thank you so much. And Meg has written here in the chat box uh, that her organization is sponsoring this fabulous cause to breaking down the stereotypes on what a scientist looks like. She put that uh, link there. Thank you for that, Meg. Um, yes, let's keep this going. I'm also gonna open the floor because we have about a little over 10 minutes left. I told you all this hour flies by. Um, if you want to put in the chat box how you know you would like for people to connect with you, I really believe the power of digital community, especially during these times. So you can write your LinkedIn or your podcast or your website, whatever uh, way that you prefer that our live callers here get in touch with you, please do that. You're also welcome to connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, and in the meantime, I'm going to uh, read this private message that I have here for you, Terry. I'm a 40 year old and I feel like my times have passed to accomplish financial freedom, business moves. How do I position myself to accomplish my dreams? My heart, mm. okay, let me just get myself together. Um, one, thank you so much for sharing. Um, although I'm not a 40 year old, I do wanna share that, gosh, I didn't plan to cry today. Okay, I'm gonna try to get it together. I know we have a, lot, uh, a little bit of time left here, but what I wanna say is, the only limits that we have are in our mind. And so if you believe that you're because you're 40 and it's not possible, that's going to be true for you. So please, if you can try to create affirmations, but I really want you to work on reprogramming your mind. And my grandmother, um, her name is Jeanette. So shout out to Jeanette here. When I saw your name, I just got really good feelings. So my grandmother, um, she's basically been like my mom, you know, for my siblings and I, she raised a lot of her grandkids and she was such an extraordinary woman. I actually dedicated my book to her because she passed away last year in the midst of me um, publishing the book. And she was so special to me, she had such a big heart. But what I wanna tell you about my grandmother, and I hope this gives you some ounce of inspiration, she always had a vision of being a talk show host. She always had a vision of just creating a space for older women to, um, to just share their stories and to dialogue about whatever they were going through. And in her 60s, you guys, she got a talk show with Wilco, which was a station back in Pennsylvania in the Philadelphia area. She got a talk show, she got a studio, we went shopping for furniture, and at 60 something years old, this woman had a talk show and she had guests on and everything. And so the fact that she was able to do that before she left this earth, earth and that was a big dream of hers, I just want to tell you that the possibilities are endless. There is no, there is no such thing as being too old. Like there is no such thing as being too young. And there's so many people, I wish I had the list. I actually um, shared a few names in my book, but there were certain people, I think it may have been like Samuel L. Jackson who like didn't get his start in Hollywood until he was like older, right? There are so many people. Yes, I think someone shared a post here. There are so many people that didn't make it. Suzette went back to school at 53 years old. Like surround yourself with people who are doing, can I say, can I say, can I say the D word, Mariella? Who are doing the damn thing yes. at whatever age they are because they are out there doing it. And so I think we have to be mindful when we have these dreams and goals that are non-traditional. We have to be mindful of who we're telling because if someone's in your ear and they're telling you, oh, it's too late because you're 40, then we need to minimize that voice and we need to lean into the communities and the people that are telling us that it is possible because there are people out there doing it at 40 and older. I love this. Hello. I love that. Yes, go ahead. Speak. I must speak. This is Deborah. <laughs> Hi, Terry. Deborah. Hi, Deborah. Oh, my God. I wasn't going to speak. I'm on the phone. and But when the person posed that question, it resonated with me. And I'm old enough probably to be her mom. Um, and that is a question that, you know, when you have this negative self-talk, uh, this limiting self-talk that um, that comes to me. And I'm a lawyer. I've written three books. I've raised a daughter who's 25, very successful, proud of her, proud to be her mom. But my, my day is not, you know, I'm not finished. I'm not finished until I'm done, until I'm out. And so I'm starting a podcast. I bought uh, Terry's program, her, um, and is is beyond excellent. And I was going to be silent, 
doing this call. I've been on since, you know, 3 o'clock, uh, and I'm here in Baltimore, but uh, it really, there is no limit. My sister went back to school in her 50s, and now she's a therapist and one of the best, right? So we get to say, and I know society wants us to believe that at a certain point, you're supposed to retire. My sister said to me the other day, retire? I'm not retiring to sit around and do what? And so in your 40s, I went to law school. I think I was 30. I was, well, I was 30, 31. No, maybe whatever age. I graduated law school. I was 37, okay? So never, never stop believing that there's more for us to do and challenge ourselves. But those, that negative or self-limiting self-talk can come up, but we do have to address it. So this call has been excellent, but I, w I was just going to listen, and but I had to say something. And then when I heard what you uh, said about your grandmother, Terry, it resonates with me because my inspiration is someone called Stagecoach Mary, and she, in, during slavery, a black woman in the 1800s, she was a slave. In her 60s, she started a new career. So if anybody wants some inspiration, look her up, Stagecoach Mary. And I was like, well, I can do this. I can do a podcast. So I just had to, had to chime in because uh, we all have self-talk that can tell us we're not enough, but we are. Yes, thank you so Bye. much. This is becoming a therapy session. I love it. Terry, what do you want to say about that? Deborah <laughs> hit the nail on the head. Thank you for for thank you for saying something, Deborah, because we needed to hear that. So I appreciate you taking yourself off mute and sharing that. That was so powerful. And she nailed it. I don't even have anything to follow up with. She nailed that. Yes, so good. So I see that you are inspiring across the board, everyone on the call. And I see that you have also put here in the in the chat box that you're offering free podcasting masterclasses. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yes, yes. So I have a free, I just put the link in there again to the free podcasting masterclass. And I actually have some of my um, students who are here. So Justin here is on the call. Mel, I think Mel has attended the podcasting class and then also Deborah. Um, and basically it's just a class to kind of kickstart your podcasting journey. So to give you some tips and tools on how to create a podcast. I literally walked through step-by-step step the journey. And the, the story behind it is that my co-host and I, a couple years ago, we just came together and we're like, we want to do something for our community. We had no idea what we were doing. I was so intimidated by the world of podcasting. I was like, I already have a blog. I work full time. I do this. I can't do it. But we decided to come together and do it. And in about a year and a half or so, we grew tremendously and we have more than half a million downloads we're on track to hit a million downloads this year and the podcast has gone global i mean we have followers and people that listen from all over the world and if we never got started we would have never gotten to this point we would have never known that this was a possibility and so it's been really great to see this uh the impact for our community or on our community so i have that class where you can learn a bit more about that and why did you choose to podcast? Tell us that, because I know that this is, you know, it's a very beautiful and unique way to share your voice, but tell us why you started the podcast. You know what? So I had a blog for years and I feel like the blog, I had this big vision for it, but it never really took off. And people just kept telling me like, you should start a podcast. I feel like we really have to listen to those positive voices around us. If someone keeps telling you, you should do this, you should do that you probably should look into it. And I was just, I, I literally, if you all could just get into my head and realize like, I did not think it was a possibility and I kept putting it on the back burner and I saw people on social media that I knew starting podcasts. I just saw everyone doing it. And I was just like, this just seems so hard. I don't even know about microphones and setup and all that. And we figured it out. You got Google. I have the free podcasting masterclass. And I think for me, it's an easy way, low barrier to entry for folks to tap into inspiration and motivation, which again, that's my whole vibe, right? The inspiration, the enlightenment and thought provoking conversation. And so with the podcast, we share that every Friday, we talk about everything from fibroids to fake friends. We had, um, an episode where Dr. Romani Dervasla, she's been on Red Table Talk. She's talked about uh, being raised by a narcissistic parent. That is an episode that is very popular. Folks are really downloading that one. So we have so, I mean, intergenerational trauma. We talk about everything and it's all about uplifting our community. And so 
it's just a low barrier to entry. Some people just don't like to read and they like to just pop in their headphones and wash the dishes as they listen to a podcast or drive to work. And so that was the reason why um, we decided to do that. Beautiful. I love that. Okay, so we have about four more minutes left. I'm just going to flag one question here that was written to me privately because I think this would be a great inspirational note um, to go off on because I'm sure you'll have some great feedback. And of course, everyone on the call is welcome to give their opinion as well. Um, so this is a private message here. I'm 49, making 50 in November. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in 2018. I am now cancer free. But I, my life has changed and I'm feeling so anxious about life. I'm a visual artist, but I feel stuck. Any advice? I'm actually gonna sit with that one for a moment, Mariella. And I would love for, just because I'm thinking about experiences and I wanna make sure I can serve this individual who asked the question. So if there's anyone else that's on the call that would like to share, I just wanna take a moment to process that and be able to share if that's okay. Absolutely. I, I don't wanna to talk too much, but I'll say this, I was, um, hit by a truck three years ago. I had to, um, in a, the entire left side of my body had damage. And I thought I'd never speak or think again properly, but I did it. And I'm even doing research again. You can, if you can get through cancer, you can show the world you can get through anything. Thank you so much for that. Absolutely, absolutely. I see people are nodding their heads and clapping. Yes, thank you. Thank you, Catalina. And I see, they, it looks like Karen. Did you raise your hand, Karen? All right. I think that Karen I, might have- I, I, I want ahead. to say this. I, I didn't, I wasn't, sure about the last part of the what she said the um person says she's 49 about to turn 50 and she beat cancer is that right yes this is okay i would my um one of the things that i'm big on is a community um it's so so essential that we immerse ourselves in communities because we are in this society of encouraged to believe that this lone ranger, this sort of individualism is the way to go. Um, so put yourself in a community that will make you feel what you want to feel, uh, a loving, capable, what I call a capable community, um, because uh, you may not know where you want your next step, but you need love and connection. We all need that. And I, I'm not assuming that you don't have one, but you may need another one. Let's say you have one already, but it's not serving you. Um, and it's okay to look for a community where you feel like you are being lifted up and maybe even challenged. If you like whoever that said that, if you can beat cancer, baby, you got what it takes, right? And I'm, first, I just want to applaud you for still being here and still. You're on this call. That says a whole lot. You're here. That says a whole lot about you. And um, since I'm starting a podcast for uh, women uh, called Sisters Gathering the Hill, um, those are so, some of the things we'll be talking about. Beautiful. Thank you so much for that. If you can drop in the link or in the chat box, the link to that so that we can all support. And for this uh, person who asked that question, she can go ahead or he can go ahead and follow you there. That would be great. Terry, do you have any food for thought, words of advice? Um, we're going to go just one minute over because we've had such a great hour. So thank you everyone for, for sticking along here. Terry, take us out. Let us know how we can support you, how we can find you um, and any food for thought that you want to end this chat with. Yes, well, one, Deborah killed that. So mic drop for Deborah there. That was a great response. I would totally agree with what she said there. Um, and I would just say, you know, don't define who you are by where you are in your journey. We talked about that in the beginning, but I think that's a very important quote to remind ourselves of because oftentimes when we're in that space, we think that this is where I'm going to be, but it really doesn't have to be. And so work on that mindset. You can literally do anything you put your mind to. I don't know if you noticed, but in that video I showed you earlier, I was, like I said, a broke grad student and I was talking about making a global impact in the world. I had no idea how it would happen. And eight years later today, I work at a tech company where I am managing a global initiative, where I work with colleagues and train them in Dublin 
Reykjavik, Iceland, um, France, many places I've never even been, right? But so monitor the dialogue that you have about yourself. You can follow me at Terry Lomax on social media. Um, my website is terrylomax.com and that is where you can also scroll down to courses and you can sign up for my free branding workshop. I'm gonna be doing a lot more branding work these days. And at my website, you can find everything from my podcast. I'm adding a link for my book this afternoon. So terrylomax.com is where you wanna go. And this was so great. Thank you so much for your time and your energy. Um, yeah, I've always have a great time with you, Mariella. Yes, thank you. And I hope to see you back again, Terry. Thank you everyone for joining us live and enjoy the rest of your week.